Okay. Greetings, salutations, internet. Uh, fans of podcasts, anyone that really appreciates adult beverages of any kind. Uh, welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Curveballs. My name is Lee. Um, with me, as always, we got a full panel today, boys. Sorry I missed last week. We've got Pat, we've got Jim, and we've got Tyler. Um, before we get started, gentlemen, we always like to uh, give mad props and appreciation to our men and women um, serving in our military and the armed forces, um, foreign and domestic, um, and also to all first responders. Um, my son is one of those. He's a deputy sheriff. So everything that they do, a very thankless job. We'll give it up to you guys for allowing us to be able to do what we do. Lots of stuff going on right now, boys. We got Major League Baseball playoffs going on. The NFL's in full swing. Lots of drama everywhere. But I'm going to leave this out to you guys, man, because there's so much to talk about. But some of the things I'm seeing in the MLB, it's not shocking. But, damn, I think we got to hit on some of this stuff. So who wants to start us? And tell us what you're drinking, too. Well, I uh, let me start with what I'm drinking. So I... One of my customers kind of, he was going to give this to me at Christmas time, but he's going to be out of the state at Christmas time. So he gave it to me early, which was really nice. Uh, gave me a fifth of Woodford Reserve. I'm not sure if you guys can oh. see that. Um, very tasty. Nice brandy. Uh, bourbon whiskey, excuse me. So I'm drinking that uh, over ice. Just a little bit of uh, iced tea over it. I don't want to ruin it. Really, really, really good tasting. I really like it. Uh, it's gonna go in my liquor cabinet. I don't know how long it's gonna be there, but it's very good. Um, I can't, I can't drink that without mixing it with something, even it's if just, it's a really high end. I mean, um, a good, a good bourbon whiskey, you ruin it by adding stuff to it. So I just have yes. just, I just laced it with a little bit of iced tea, but mostly it's it's water and bourbon. It tastes really good, really easy drinking. Right. Um, so something I wanted to, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about. We've touched on it real briefly on our show. It just continues to – I can't be even more amazed. Um, Clayton Kershaw, man. I, I mean, this guy I, – I, I struggle to think of another sport or an athlete that is so dominant during the regular season but just can't get out once the postseason starts, man. I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, again, what what before they before he had three outs on the board? Uh, Arizona scored what five times? Is that is six, that right? I think it scored five runs. I mean, he just six. just completely six runs and he managed one out, and, and, he, and he was out in the first inning after. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't understand. And and okay, you know I know there's going to be Kershaw defenders and deflectors and Dodger fans are going to say, well, he's on the tail lights of his career. Okay, well, Exhibit A, back in his prime days, man. Against my St. Louis Cardinals, Dodgers heavily favored opening round, and Cardinals just—he's gone by the third. I mean, I, I don't—I don't understand what. I just want to get you guys' opinion. What do you guys think about that? It's just here we are again, another postseason, another postseason where Kershaw can't get out. It's—it's it's bananas to me. It's tough to see because he literally is a like Tyler was. We were talking earlier. He's a first first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely, I mean, the career that man has had, and and you look at it and. Um, how he does that. And then I flipped that a little bit and I'm going to let someone else take off on that before I finish. But you, then you look at Verlander and his age and he starts a met and then he goes back to the Astros and look what he did. Six scoreless. I mean, so yep. come on, what, what do you say on that one, Jimmy, about, about uh, Kershaw? Well, first off, Verlander is a goddamn anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> that, he is. That guy. Uh, you get him in the, you get him into the postseason. 
And uh, I don't know if you guys remember, like Dave Stewart for the A's. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jack yep. Morris yes. for the Tigers. There were some guys that once they got into the playoffs, <laughs> didn't matter what the regular season had, really? you know, what, what they had to offer. But when they got into the playoffs, they were just tougher than shit. Um, and, and it's just totally opposite for, for um, uh, Kershaw, for whatever reason. And the only person that comes to mind that's even close uh, to, to just, I, and I don't know what it was. I don't even want to say choke. Because you play 162 games, sure, and uh, you know by the end of the year you got to be tired. You're, you're playing every day. You're traveling. Um, that's not to mention you're working out. You're throwing your bullpen, shit like that. Um, I I just don't, I I don't understand. I don't get it. I certainly don't want to say that Hall of Famers are just choking during the playoffs. But but what else do you call it? Right. You it's know? happened. To, it's hey, happened. It's happened too many times. Right, like right. To yeah. not, and, to, and, it's like undeniable at this point. He is like, like one time, one time. I get it, man. Everybody has a bad playoff run, but this is, dude. This is a recurring nightmare for Clayton Kershaw. Like he cannot get outs in the postseason. I don't get yeah, it. Normally, normally something like that had is a game. They have a bad right, game. exactly. It's, it's like it's a game. It's like a game in the postseason, and then they move forward and they're they're their normal selves. Right. I mean, Verlander's insane. Altuve, oh, I don't know what they're drinking in Houston, the Astros. Altuve, first pitch, home run. His, what, 24th postseason home run? Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Well, yeah, yeah. but also you know, the motherfuckers tired. played a full season of playoff base. Right. And motherfuckers right. played 162 games of uh, I know in the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs, which is crazy, though. Like, we've, I think we've talked about it before, maybe. But, like, Houston was bad when Altuve – First came up with them. Houston yeah, was not good. good. Houston was no. not good. But it's, no. so even taking some of those years off of his career, like they make deep runs every single year. Dude plays every like, year. at least 10 games in the playoffs every year. They're so, Jim, Jim, I wanted to ask you, you know, you brought up actually, uh, uh, Lee, you brought up Verlander and you doubled down on that, Jim. So I want to ask you, would you, in your opinion, would you put Max Scherzer in that same category when you say that Justin Verlander is an anomaly? Because Scherzer gets in the playoffs and he's pretty, he's pretty tight, tight too. I, I would, but I just don't think. I mean, has Max been there enough to say? I mean, Verlander, no, like Verlander, Verlander no. proved it. No, no, no I agree. Do you think? So I'm just saying that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, anytime Max Scherzer is on the mound, again, here we're saying that about Kershaw too. But anytime yeah. Max Scherzer is on the mound, um, you know, I'm 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 taking that over under or I'm taking that that uh that bet. But at the same time, Verlander, damn man, he gets in the he gets into playoffs, and it doesn't matter how the end of the season has gone, where what kind of a uh uh track he's on, you know, if he's right. on slumping at the end of the season, whatever, he gets into the playoffs and he is a goddamn beast. Yeah, he, 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 just a workhorse. 40 so is, is he forty? Is, yeah, is he forty? I think he turned yeah. forty this year. Yeah. Oh my god! I, and, yeah, and uh, and and six, seven innings, scoreless. Yeah. You know, give five, six hits, ten Ks, nine, ten Ks. I know he, it, man. Goddamn, unbelievable in the postseason, opposed to another first ballot Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, who just 
for whatever reason, man. Disappears. I don't know what it is. Tyler, you, you, you think, have a question on this. Well, I was just going to ask, does, does anybody think that there's another player who benefited from winning what, in any sport that the one chance, you know, winning a World Series in, in Clayton Kershaw's case? Because if he hadn't won any World Series, he would be he would go down and he may still but go down as like the biggest postseason choker of all time. Right. Like he benefits from that World Series, I think in 20 years, 30 years, however far down the road, when when you look back at Clayton Kershaw's career, because he's a World Series champion, he's I mean, like we've talked about, you know, all the regular season accolades that a pitcher sure. can fucking ever have. Yeah. But but people who watched and who remember going, no, do Clay, but yeah, but he single handedly a few times lost Dodger games. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like single handedly put him so far behind so Last early that you're like, that's Last you night. know. But right, exactly. Last night, but that's not the first time. It's not the second time. Oh, I know. Right, I, th- I don't right, think it's the right. third the or fourth or the is, fifth though, time. It's like every time he pitches in the playoffs. Right. The tough part is though what he did, and this is the tough part, and and because we kind of were talking about it before we got started, um, it's no different than a rod. But I guarantee you this: without Clayton Kershaw, there's a chance that maybe they didn't quite get to the postseason. I mean, what he does through the regular season can't be denied, and that sucks. I agree. And that's what that's yeah. what a rod did. Same thing, but then he yeah, just carry teams, you know, in the postseason. But yeah. but let me but but is it fair to say, guys, that as a pitcher, you control how this outcome is gonna, how it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, you control Just, more than one guy in your batting lineup, so we yeah. can talk about a Rod, and he would put up some ungodly numbers during the sure. season, MVP sure. every year almost um, type type numbers, and get into the playoffs. And through one series, he'd hit 091. Then maybe he would hit one something you know but that's only one guy in your lineup and yeah and a has been hey he has been blessed with been surrounded when he gets into playoffs i yeah. mean you think about the early mariners the 2000 mariners uh i mean loaded lineup right griffey jr and Buehner, edgar edgar yeah, same you know, thing when he was in the Yankees, when the Yankees bought him up. I mean, same thing. I mean, because, you know, yeah. even more, even more so with the Yankees. By the time you yeah, even more the Yankees, so you were like, dude, the line, yeah. So I think what, like, what you're, saying, what you're saying, Jim, right, is like that the spotlight shines so much brighter on a guy like Kershaw. Like his playoff, his playoff record and like the way that that all goes down i think right like spotlights on that as a pitcher just any pitcher really absolutely. because absolutely because the yeah, outcome, you can actually you can blow the game decided. you can blow the game in the first yep. inning but sure. in a yeah. rod or or these other guys you know you're like yeah oh for four again but the rest of the team either pick you could still win a game with a rod going yeah. oh for five with five k's or a rod's one for eight in two games but He's got that one bomb that put him ahead. Hit a three-run yeah, bomb. Yeah, hit a three-run bomb. You know, and so that's what you're going to remember. You're not going to remember the other seven times where right. four strikeouts. Yeah, or right. Whatever. That's uh, what so makes it – it's sad, right? It's kind of sad. It is. Like Clayton, it is I don't, sad. With the Clayton Kershaw thing, like, I'm not a Dodger fan by any stretch of anybody's imagination, but you root for guys like that. Like, he seems like a Absolutely. pretty good dude, and, you know, he's he never – 
Yeah. I've always liked Kershaw. Time he's, time he's, time again. That's why I was so yeah, happy for him that he won that World Series because yeah, he, I, has, he single-handedly has lost a lot of games. Yeah. But he, play, yeah. he plays the game right. And, and what I want to know is, is it fair to say, is it a fair assessment to say that at this point in time, especially after what transpired last night, is it fair to say that the playoffs are now in Kershaw's head? I, I mean, it could I be, feel man. like the playoffs yeah, are in Kershaw's head. Right. Like when he gets there, he's he's had some struggles, and maybe it is in the back of his head when he gets there. God, you'd hope not. As long as he's been pitching and at his age, you would hope that wouldn't be the case. I just think it's such a different level when you make the playoffs. Look look at how many runs the Diamondbacks put up, for God's sake. Jesus. I mean, this is, this is a whole different – atmosphere and these hitters you know when they're that good Altuve give me a break his he, he lives in the postseason you yeah. know Verlander same thing as we've talked about but those guys it's different than pitching in the regular season when maybe that game is kind of inconsequential but you know he gives up he gives up an extra base hit and inside of his mind like most pitchers are like okay settle down make a few pitches I'm out of the inning Kershaw I feel like fuck here we go again yeah I mean, right yeah right you, you have, have to right. anybody anybody who's ever played I don't care what level it is. If it's an elimination game, which, uh, right, it's game one, is, or, you know, it's not an elimination game, but how much everything's magnified that, like, everything, yeah, every, you know, you're like, fuck, I struck out my first at bat. If you're a hitter and you're like, okay, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. So now maybe you're so aggressive. Like the, I don't know. You know, of, I think, I think it has be, to get to Kershaw. Like, it, there's there's no oh, way that they, he's not thinking, like, I could make my best. You know, to. he's got to feel that he could make his best pitch, and it's going to bleed in somewhere. You know, like, he, yeah, the dude yeah, can, yeah, he just Jimmy. cannot get out. Go ahead, right. Jimmy. Go ahead, Jimmy. I be, I, no, I believe that's just human nature, and I don't give a shit how tough you are mentally. You know, this keeps happening and keeps happening. Um, at some point, Tyler's exactly right, where you're just like that that little flare out to right center, and you've just made a great pitch. And and in your head, even though the ball wasn't hit hard, it right. wasn't, you know, yeah, it's it's a single. You got a guy on first, no outs, okay? But yeah. in your mind, and I, this has got to be human nature. I mean, right. like I said, I don't care yeah. how mental it's, oh, you fuck, are. Here, here we go again. Yes. Oh, here, fuck, here we, oh, we go again. again. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and how much confidence it, does that put in the other though, team? Like think, the Diamondbacks yeah. had to have been like, right? Hey, Clay, they, they were not scared to face Clayton Kershaw. I'll tell you that much. I would, I would, like have, to, I would like to talk that a little bit too if we have if we have some time. But the Diamondbacks are so young, they're yeah. so athletic, they don't know any better right now. They're right. Just like, and the last thing, the last thing you want, I think we can all agree, the last thing you want to do to a really young team that's just trying to find their way in the playoffs is start giving them base hits. And now, runs, now, now, they're, starting runs, to, yeah. now they're starting to believe the, the Dodgers. That's, that's well, bad. Think, honestly, there's got to be something to be said about, about those people that really shine in the postseason because that is a pressure cooker, man. It, when everything's on the line, this is the season. The captain. You're thankful well, you got Isn't that in. right, though? Like, that's, thinking, where, that's where – But that's the thing, though. I mean, those guys – Yes. Derek, Derek Jeter, I mean, baby. That's one of those things. Derek Jeter, man. Yes, exactly. So real quick, let's let's hit a cocktail side real quick because I have no idea what Jimmy's drinking. He looks like he. Uh, oh well. I think he's got mean, something. Well, yeah, of course, and and it's a cold Coors Light. You know, I don't. I'm impressed. Coors. You have not had a Green Mountain bottle I in quite seen, some yeah. time. 
a couple weeks. One, there might be one over here on the other side of the, the table. <laughs> How about you, Tom? Well, the Coors Light Chase with Diet Mountain Dew. How about that? Nice. Nice. That's totally fine. What do you got, T? Lockheed, baby. Um, you know. Damn, that's a shark. I got it. I found this thing, and I don't know if you guys can see that. It's Teddy Roosevelt, American Badass. It's huh. – uh, um, this is, uh, I saw this and the can was cool. And I'm like, Teddy Roosevelt in an evil Knievel outfit with a sword in a Mustang or a Chevelle or something. This is a brewery that I don't even know about over in Billings, Meadowlark. And this is an Imperial IPA, 7.9%. I saw the can. I was like, I got to have that. And it's actually really good. So I don't know if anyone can find it in their neck of the woods, but it's worth doing. Hey, um, when I die, yeah, I that's I hope somebody puts me in an evil Knievel outfit with all the other shit you were just saying, and I hope that's a painting. See that? There's like a guy. There's like a guy yeah. in an evil Knievel. And the can is what sold it for. Was me. that an El Camino? Is it in the back of an El Camino? That's yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I think you're right. Holy that's shit. fucking cool. No, that's, that's a cool day. That's why I bought it, man. That's why I bought it. I was, I was gonna, gonna ask on the cocktail side. Hey, Pat, how much? bourbon is in that that's a giant glass it is it is i i filled it about halfway full with my with with bourbon i have some water splash of iced tea threw in some ice cubes and that's what i'm sipping on and when i when we get down i saw you take a drink of it and you said there was just a splash of iced tea and some water i was water yeah well i started out with bourbon ditch started out with bourbon ditch and i don't normally drink bourbon ditch but i Started out of the bourbon ditch, took a drink, and went, I might need to add a little bit of tea with that. So, uh, But it's good. And after I get done with the show, I'm going to put it in a go cup, and I'm going to go watch the Dolphins play. So, cheers. Hey, uh, Pat and Lee, you guys would know this better than anybody. Is uh, is Belt Creek uh, – is the brew pub still open out there? It is. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Harvest Moon. All right. So, I need you guys – I'm sending you guys on a mission. I need you guys to go out there and see if you guys can't get a can or a growler or something of pig's ass porter. Oh, I love pig's ass porter, dude. I am a huge pig's play ass on porter that fan. Pun. We're going to play on that pun all day long. Oh, pig's no. ass Let porter, you, you want me to bend over? So they, they no, actually have like, I'll show you a fucking pig's ass porter. Hey, the, the hey, bottom they actually the have has literally, wait, has pigs? With their back bellied up to a bar with their asses hanging out. And it's literally pig's ass porter. And it is a dark, heavy beer. Super good. But that's funny shit because I haven't had that in a minute. Yeah. But so when you're I, drinking, though, I mean, because we're we're all pretty much beer drinkers. Pat Delves a lot more into the the hard harder stuff than we do. But do you guys change it up like when the weather changes? Because I know it's getting a little cooler. We're coming towards, you know, heading towards Halloween and shit and colder months. You guys like change what you drink? As you move forward into the fall, I don't. Into, I, won't towards change, I won't change, but what I will start out with, like going to the Air Force games, um, tailgating and stuff. Uh, when it gets cooler, I'll start drinking some Irish coffees. Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. See, I go for the beer end because I'm pretty much beer. I go to the port porters and stouts because they're darker and heavier, thicker. I don't know why. It's just that time of year seems like it's the right time to do it. In the summer, I, it's all IPAs and pails. Can I just say yeah, that I feel like the only time I use my flask is in the wintertime? I mean, I just I just want to put that out there. The only time I ever use my flask is during the cooler months of the year. 
That's tucked right into my side po- pocket of my jacket when I go to games. Yeah, that's I don't ever use it in the summertime, but just in the wintertime. Take a couple yeah, that's tugs. Funny. It, is it? Uh, yeah, because is, is it like because the summertime is typically like party time, right? Like that's what people I, think of like water stuff. Party time is all the time. Right. Yeah. I drink bush lights 12 months out of the year. 365 days. I'm saying I'm saying a couple tugs on, on your flask when it's 12 degrees goes a long ways, man. Right, but yeah, right, is that it though? Like if you're all bundled up, you're cold and you're chilly and you're like did you gotta hide it a little oh, bit? Absolutely. That's what I mean. Like in the summertime, absolutely. in the summertime, you don't have to hide it because you're like, ah, summertime, that guy's partying. Whatever. Yeah, Everybody right. parties in the summertime. But in the wintertime, right. maybe is that it? It just it shows the true your true like uh what is it, your true metal about how heavy of a yeah. drinker you are. <laughs> maybe. I mean, well, yeah. As long as yeah, you're not walking around with a bunch of AA badges, I mean, other than that, it'll be fine, yeah. which we probably all should have a couple, but are yeah, you guys I agree. want to jump on some NFL though? Because we got we got the London game still going right now. And I know that kind of gives away when we're recording, boys, but there's there's some big storylines coming in the NFL. I mean, people moving, even some weird trades and signs and Anyone yeah. Want to jump yeah. That? So what what do you guys think about Justin Fields? In your opinion, would you trade the guy? Me personally, I would have traded him after last offseason. I don't think his value could have been any higher. And I was blown away when Chicago came out and there's all these trade rumors about Justin Fields. And they said, no, we're keeping him. I thought, man, are you, dude, there's I, I know there's a team out there that would give you a number one pick for a first round pick for him. They decided to keep him. Now it looks like it's backfire. Now they're back on the well. Maybe we're thinking about trading him. And where? How do you guys feel? I, I would have traded him. But then they just him beat after. the Commanders, and you're like, "Oh fuck, is he back?" Well, wait. Here's the thing, though. His even when his last two games have been better. The, even when they lost to the Broncos. Wait a minute, guys. This man, how much better can you play having eight touchdown passes, not runs, eight touchdown passes against one pick? In his last two games, we're only four games into the season, fellas. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he's the guy, though. Games, well, fuck the the coaches. Everfuss his his job's on the line. You know, he's had three offensive coordinators in three. I agree. I agree. God, give the guy a break. He's ultra talented. He is. I I I, I know, and and he's showing everybody that he can throw the fucking football. Yeah, DJ Moore and Cole Komet are his two targets, basically. But right. number two, pretty good damn targets. So, so, so you you would keep him, Jim? Absolutely. You, okay. Absolutely. I think oh, I keep him too, and I think what Jim's saying is a, is a fact. I think it has everything to do with the atmosphere of the the organization he's in. Coaches change, coordinators change. Oh, I mean, fuck the Bears. Let, let's learn something new. Let's learn something new. Let's learn something new every fucking year. Come on, man. I mean, the guy has talent for days. Well, if, if, they traded him, if they traded him and he ended up someplace that had some talent and a solid coaching staff, an offensive wait and watch what he can, can you do. Imagine, yes. Can you imagine the pressure that's on Justin Fields right now? The Bears uh, are oh, – the, the, the Trubisky-Mahomes thing is going right. to go down 50 years. If we look into the future, is going to go down as one of the biggest fuck-ups of probably all time, all-time drafting. Right? Oh, and so time. Justin – Justin. Look, that's Mahomes is maybe going to go down as the best quarterback ever. Well, well, Man, no, never forget. Wait, yeah, never forget the Giants traded up to draft Daniel Jones. They could have got him in the second round. I'm sure they 
second choice? Yeah. Another first round pick. Oh, yeah. To move oh, up to get, so they would have had that second round. They would have had their two first round picks and they could have got him in the second round. So we want to talk about draft buzz. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, the thing about it is, is, and, and I, I'm, I'm on the fence, Jim. And the reason why I say this is because at some point in time, the Bears got to stop ruining quarterbacks, man. When's the last time the Bears have had a legitimate quarterback? Well, uh, Super Bowl shuffle, baby. Jim what was he wasn't a good quarterback. I mean, McMahon he was, was not he a was good a pretty, quarterback. He was pretty good. No, he, look he at his stats, man. Was all he did not have that great of a year. He, Peyton, um, that defense you, had, you had a a all century defense, all century, you know, playing for you. But what I'm, I just, I look at Justin Fields, and you turn him loose, and now he's throwing the ball, which everybody said, oh, I can't throw the ball; he can only run, right? Yeah, yeah. So the right. Jackson eight. thing. Okay. Well, now he's thrown eight. He's thrown eight touchdowns in the last two games. Jesus. One pick, and now everybody's saying, everybody's still on his dick saying, oh, he can't throw the ball, you know? I mean, oh, now he's not running the ball. Well, what the fuck do you want out of the kid? Right, right. You know, it's you want him to be run be another him. running back, or do you want and, him to and, be a quarterback? And throw and how old is, is Justin Fields? Is he 23 or 24? He's got to be 24, right? 23, maybe 24, I don't know. He came maybe. out. He's still young, but still yeah. super young. Yeah, but think I, about I, it though. After the first two weeks, the entire nation was destroying him, lighting him up like the Bears need to get oh, yeah. rid of him. Yeah. How does that feel well, when you're but, the starting but quarterback? Realized, but also realized the height. Oh right, the oh, big time of the season that was expected out of him. You know, because of the way he finished off last year, and then all of a sudden he's just supposed to pick that up with a new head coach and everything, and do the same thing in the first two games. Well, what you about know, what about Caleb Williams looming? Caleb Williams oh, yeah. is on deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Caleb well, Williams. Why fuck I mean, Caleb Williams? If, if they okay. Well, they'll do the same thing to him too. I, if I was Caleb Williams, I would do the Eli Manning. I ain't fucking going there. I ain't going to fucking Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, anywhere else, court, they they've ruined just quarterback after quarterback. Absolutely. I wouldn't go to Chicago. I wouldn't go to Chicago or Cleveland, probably. Has Chicago but, ever had a top-notch offense? They've had a stellar defenses. But have they ever had an offense? That Walter up? Payton, right? Like the sweetness. Yeah, Walter that's Payton was one thing, though, but they were going that back a long ways. Time. Like, that's a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're going back ago. a long ways before this, since they've had a, a legitimate – like worry defenses type of offense. I mean, I, I don't, it's been, it's been decades. It's had to been decades. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. It's, it's bad. And it, who wants to go to Chicago? But, I mean, but Chicago is, has Chicago in my mind has turned into what Detroit used to be. But don't you Just think the fucking, the fucking abyss? Don't you think Justin Fields is persevering through this though? Yeah. I he's mean, trying his ass off. I think. Add up. Oh yeah. If you well, in, uh, hey, all the negatives against him, right? And and, and there is yeah, and then he says, "Watch." And there is something. Hold on, here. Eight touchdowns, on. one pick in two games. Listen, there there is something to hang your hat on. Inside his mind, he's like, "Listen, what you said, Lee. 
When's the last time Chicago had a team? When's the last time Chicago had a quarterback? When's the last time Chicago had an offense? If I can bring that to this to this team, I'll be historical. I'll be legendary. So there is some something to hang your hat on that if I and it's in baseball, it's in basketball, it's in football, it's in every sport. This this super talented player comes to the franchise, and it's really easy. That's an easy way, right, to say I want out. I want to go to a winning team. Anybody can do that. But if you're able to take this team, this this shit pile of a team, and make them good or great, dude, that is legendary, man. There is if you're this, the face, if you're the face that actually is attached to turning a, an entire franchise around, an entire franchise, you're gonna be beloved in that city. Absolutely, forever. you'll have statues outside the stadium. I mean, look at look at the worship on the refrigerator, Perry. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, yeah. it's true though, but. Well, How often does it happen? You, you yeah. know I mean? Shit, look at it. Okay, so we want to talk about, you know, he's a young quarterback. Can can we all admit, Tyler, I don't know if you've been paying attention. C.J. Stroud? Mm. C.J. Stroud should have been the first pick. He is him. I believe like over Bryce Young. Yep. And that he's kid? Like it now. Yeah. Yep. C.J. Stroud, man, that, that, he is a baller. Oh, my God. Great that up. kid – He's got ice in his veins. He's never going to break the Ohio State quarterback curse. I, I I think he could, man. I really do. And and why is it? Why? I mean, people again, Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he broke the curse, didn't he? Because I I think there's 20. I would say there's probably, I would say there's 20 teams right now that would take Justin Fields. I think you're higher than I am. I would. I think you're high as fuck. I don't think there's. 20 teams? So you're saying there's only 10 – there's only 12 teams. There's 32 teams. That might be a little high, 15. teams? I bet there's less than 12 teams that would take Justin Fields right now. Wait wait, wait a second, though. When you get past the top 10 quarterbacks, then you start getting into guys that are almost interchangeable. Really? Yeah, I would take most of the interchangeable guys right now. And by the end of the season, my mind might be changed. So, so let me ask you, would you take Daniel Jones over Justin Fields? No, but he's in the bottom. Okay. All right. Fuck. All right. Yeah. I mean, no. that's uh no, I would not. But I would well, say, maybe, I, mean, I don't know. Question, no, you want to talk about interchangeable. You want to talk about fucking interchangeable. Daniel Jones and Justin Fields. How about that? For being similar. Uh, wait a second. I mean, I would take Justin Fields in a, he's going to bring way more to your offense than Daniel Jones can. Dude, is you, give, you give that is kid, you give that kid even a mediocre line, Justin Fields. You give him even Daniel a mediocre Jones line. just got sacked eleven times That's against right. the Seahawks. Right. Okay, right. so I mean, if you if if that's what we're basing this off of, you can't even tell. Like Daniel, jo- I'm not saying Daniel Jones is even good. I'm he's a bottom third quarterback in the league probably but until justin fields proves everybody he's on a shitty team too you know like their team jones this is this is how shitty the giants are and and i'm sorry for giants fans but this happens a lot with them just like it does with the jets from time to time they just signed daniel jones to a huge contract 120 million that was ridiculous 120 million and and what he's doing now? Come on, man. And they, they got well, Miami today. And well, when they, no when they, again. they have my when the they Giants play Miami it. today. Yes. They might score yep, 100 in points. Miami. They might score 100 <laughs> points today. 
No, I don't think they will. But. Well, here's, here's how bad it is. Miami has got the number one overall offense in points and yards, and the Giants have the 32nd ranked defense in points and yards. Yikes. It'll be a fun game to watch if you're a Dolphins fan like we are, but uh, I'm, it's I'm not really there. right though. Like no, I'm going to wait, wait, by you're break this up. I'm going to be hammered by halftime. Are you kidding well, me? Well, I'm right just now? saying, so like, gym? it's not going to be that fun if they're up 30 points at half. Oh no, it's more fun when they're kicking ass, man. I watched yeah. that Broncos game, and every score was funner than the last one. Trust yeah, me, when you're long, a fan. How long do you keep? How long do you keep Tua in? How long do you keep? Right, I agree. Oh, and they took him out, and our third stringer was scoring. That's what I mean. Yeah, Mike White. Mike White came in, was launching bombs. Yep. Yep. This is a horrible. Yep. This is a horrible fantasy play if you've got Tua. Yeah, I agree. It's tough I mean, because he's going to. I think so. He if might you get throw, a big lead. He's going to sit. He he might throw three, four touchdowns in the first couple in the first half and stuff, but then, you know, which is it? Nothing to sneeze at fantasy wise, or do they just? Hand the ball to Mostert and a Shane, and and just that, that, play him that way. Well, with his history of injury, you you pull him once you get that big lead. You sit his ass on the bench. Yeah, or you just give it to so I, Hey, question because we got we got a big game between uh, Tyler and Jim today. Um, one, they're going to play cribbage together, and two, uh, we've got the Steelers and the Ravens. And Tyler being the Ravens fan, and Jimmy being the Steelers fan. Any how's kind of wager going on football? here? Yeah, how's that I game would say. Go? I would say no. that Pittsburgh has a better chance of beating Baltimore than I have of beating Jim at cribbage. Cause I don't one, I don't know what that is. And uh, two, so obviously I've never played it, but other than that, I think this is pretty one-sided today. And that's too. just as, as a football, that's not talking shit. That's, I'm not no, I talking because we've had many, sport. we've had many a time nail biters and so, many so, a time not texting each other after the game because what the fuck are you going to say <laughs> yeah. you throw, throw out a score right, I wanna, I wanna let, me, let me let me get a score well what do you think the score would be just just yeah throw a prediction uh, i'm going to say 27 28 10 28 10 i, I was going to say like the that. ravens the ravens with 10 points i don't know the exact score but i bet they win by two scores I bet you they win by two scores. Yeah. I think so. I agree with that. They're offense. You know what I don't get about the, the Steelers, though, buddy? The first game of the season, Jimmy, the Steelers looked like trash, man, and they came in with some hype. Next two games? No, next two games they looked a hell of a lot better. Yeah, but their defense. I mean, the, the game against Cleveland that they pulled that out, they literally, their defense had two touchdowns. Yeah, but the Steelers yeah. are notorious for their defense. They always have been. They hire coaches but that are their defensive defense, coaches. But their defense can't be on the field 48 minutes out of a 68 minute or of a 60 minute fucking game, dude. You know, I mean that's and that's how's, bottom line. How's Pickett doing? Is Pickett having a good year? No, he's not. And and it's not necessarily his fault. I mean, yeah. Matt Canada is goddamn. I agree trash. with that. I agree. And I don't I'm think gonna, it's Pickett's I'm gonna fault. call it I'm gonna call it right here as a Steeler fan. Love you, Mike Tomlin, but if fucking Canada doesn't go, you lose big to Baltimore today. Canada doesn't fucking go. That offense keeps looking the same way it is. He doesn't go. You need to go. Tomlin that's needs- tough because, man, Steelers coaches are so beloved. Do you think they last that's, forever. Yeah, wait, that's interesting, Jim, because do you think 
Do you think in any way, shape, or form Tomlin is on the hot seat? Do you believe no, that? No, I don't. And that's okay. a goddamn shame. He should Okay, be. so that's what I was – okay. Because yeah. if he, he promised widespread changes after last week. Hell, yeah, we're going to make some changes. His exact fucking words. And what changes Is that how he, he talks? He looks like fucking uh, Mike Epps. <laughs> that was kind of like Daniel <laughs> Jackson. Wasn't it? Hey, did yeah, I you, see yeah. that? Well, that or that you did a Denzel, I think. <laughs> you you right. Okay, Denzel. I don't, I don't hate that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Hey, did I did I see did Dallas playing the Niners? Is that game going on tonight? Tonight. Yeah. Uh, don't discuss good. it. I listen. My fiance being a diehard Dallas fan, and I know how much all of us really don't care. I think that's going to be ugly, man. Well, we're going to find out, man. And, and you see, they just got Randy Gregory. Yeah. From Denver. Talk about yeah. their rich getting okay. richer, dude. They do uh, not know, need any more defensive linemen. They don't need any more. That's the and, fucking Niners. And, 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 and you know, you know, for so it's it's scary that they just just if you just throw it out there that they got him, that's scary enough. But they don't need you stop to consider that they're in a position where they can just say, go in there and do nothing but rush the pass. <laughs> oh my God. Like yeah, don't play, don't, don't, don't drop back into coverage. Don't I worry think, about the run. Just fucking no. go get the quarterback. I mean, dude, that is bananas. I think the only hope, the only hope for Dallas is if Dak has the best game he's ever had in his life. Or Micah Parsons goes crazy. That was where I was going. And the entire team and Micah Parsons lives in the backfield owning quarterbacks, disrupting plays and sacks. I and Micah Parsons, I would give up a lot to get that guy on my team. Listen, I, I, I feel like somebody's got to mention Dallas's O line, man. I somebody's got to mention Dallas that Dallas offensive line. You want me to bring Kimberly in? She'll talk about it. They, they better have <laughs> a historical day. They better have an historical day against the Niners. And I think they're banged you. up. I think they're a little banged up. That offense. Well, I'm telling you, with Randy Gregory coming in, and and that and that San Francisco defense, they did not the need Randy back. Gregory. They didn't need it. What's that? No, and Randy By Gregory. Any stretch, oh, he's here with Dallas. And they yeah, listen. That's what's, and they that's what's crazy. There. They brought him in there for one reason, and only you want. It's like a closer in baseball. We want you to do one thing, man. Break Dak Prescott's leg. Randy Gregory landed in the Bay Area, and they went, all right, you don't need a playbook. Jesus. No, don't even worry no, about learning get... lingo. Don't worry about fucking learning none of this. You're gonna, we're just going to tell you, go in there, line up, and go get the quarterback. Right? Just, that's it. That's all right. you do. Third, yeah. third. If we get the third and six or longer, dude, go get him. Yeah, but think Buckle about this. Think about think about think about that Niner defense. Oh. You have arguably at every level on that defense the best player in football at those or or at top five levels. You got top Nick five. Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa is a freak. You got Fred oh. Warner. Fred Warner at linebacker. Freak. The yeah. best yeah. best linebacker in the NFL. Secondary. And the secondary, you got that Hufanga. Yeah, yeah. He's from Corvallis. Say that again, Jimmy. He's It's just something Hufanga. His last name is Hufanga. Yeah, that that kid. He's from right here in Corvallis. That defense is stupid. He went to high school right up the road. 
And something, something. That and he played quarterback. Kid, that dude played quarterback in high school. He he did like <laughs> every. He he went to Crescent Valley High School, which is uh, right here in Corvallis, and um, he did apparently Very he did cool. like everything. He was like their quarterback, running like safety linebacker, did everything. So was well, something another another interesting uh, storyline that nobody's really talking about is Trey Lance is with Dallas. Which okay, not that he's going to come in and do anything, but yeah. you just got to wonder: is there anything that Trey Lance can tell Dak or that offense to? I mean, I don't think he can. I don't think there's don't anything so. Trey Lance can do that's going to stop. If Dak listen to Trey Lance, Dak needs to just go home. Right, no. I, but but it's still the fact that he comes from the Niners organization, and you just you know in the back of your mind you're wondering: okay, obviously they're going to be saying, okay, well. You know, I mean, that just that just goes with the territory. You, you you're playing a team, and you got a guy that just last season was over there. What can he do to help us? Do but think, I, I don't think. Do I, I think. think um, given, do you think, given the the Cowboys' record, especially in the playoffs against the Niners, do you don't do you think that might been a little bit of a? Yeah, let's bring him over here. We're getting him dirty. Probably. Team. Probably. They caught him dirt ass cheap, and I think you're right. I said that to Kimberly, my fiance, because she's a Dallas fan. I'm like, holy shit! They just went and got Randy Gregory and put him in the bay, and yeah. she's like, what? What? Because she remembered him when he was kicking ass and got his big contract to leave Dallas. But I'm telling you what, I think this is exactly. I think they're fucking playing with their heads in Dallas. I do. I think they're playing with their heads. That's, man, they're going to be. I mean, that pass rush. They are going to be. They're going to be sending everybody including the towel boy on third downs, man. I mean, it's just going to be a zero, zero cover. Just and have, Well, you know, you know Nick Bosa's getting doubled and tripled, so there's going to be opportunity. Come on. For everybody. Absolutely. So, but does has Dallas seen anything like McCaffrey? I, no. Oh, I mean, no. does, does that hold? Listen, McCaffrey, I loved Christian. I loved Christian McCaffrey when he was with the Panthers, I'm going to tell you. And then he kind of started to fall off a little bit, and you worry about running backs. Because you just start getting hurt, and the team sucked, right? He went, I don't care anymore. So then to see to see to see what he has done, basically, like he's a kid again in San Francisco. Right, Right. the dude is amazing. So it's really awesome to see that, and I'm impressed as hell because running backs, you guys know, their careers can be pretty damn short. Ty, you said it. What was the shelf life? Is it six years? Six years for running backs? It's like it's it's like that, too. It's like two. No, it's got to be more than two. No, no, no. they're so looking, replaceable. Back, so you got I mean, most guys. There are guys that stick around, but on average, yeah, there's guys that stick around and they can make careers. But it's like the average shelf life for a guy that gets drafted in the NFL that's a running back is like it's like three. If it's, it's three over years, two years, if Jimmy it's hit. over two years, then I'd be shocked. But, Saquon but still, Barkley is getting still. old when you're talking about running backs. Saquon Barkley's getting old. We got Raheem Mostert but, on the Dolphins who's – how old is he? 30, 31. You know how 30, crazy 31 years is? old. He's just fast as hell. And Barkley he's still is 27 and we're talking about he's getting old. That is – dude, that is, just, that is hysterical. But you me. look at how the draft goes, man, and running backs are not getting the high dollars. I know. I I Jonathan, Jonathan I, Taylor – it took this long for Jonathan Taylor to get a contract. But, but, and and he's holding that with the Colts. But it's fascinating to me because you're right, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but when we say this guy's getting old, he's 27, dude, you have not even hit your prime in the major leagues yet. 
It no, turns out you could have made the main. A lot of guys team. haven't even got to yeah, the Yeah, you're still. Like, you hopefully got to double A. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's it's just bananas to oh, be. Oh wait, can we can wait. we all shed a tear for the Bills that just lost um, to Jacksonville over in London? I mean, no. Did they? Bills lost. Yeah, the Bills lost. No. Well, here's the thing, though. So Jacksonville has been the the Jaguars have been in London for two weeks. Right. The Bills flew in to play them because th- th- this whole thing, like Miami's going to go play the Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany. For oh God's God. sakes, how's that going to go? And and I get what the NFL's trying to do, but yeah, twenty five to twenty, uh, the Jags just uh, took down the Bills, so that puts us back in front in the Dolphins from the AFC. So that's not that Allen, crazy. Uh, that's really not that crazy, though. The Jags are Trevor Lawrence's the Jags are good. And, I mean, it's yeah, just, it depends on which which. Team well, it is kind of crazy, there. and let me tell you why. In my opinion, it's crazy because we just saw last week, and granted, I know Miami had a lot to do with this. But Josh Allen just looked like Christ in the backfield last Sunday. Like that guy oh, looked like yes. I mean that guy looked like easily like easily best quarterback in the last five years in the NFL. I mean the guy was fucking. We, there's there's no guard him. He did whatever. There's he a really wanted. good chance he might be. So oh, I mean you go up hard. against a Jaguars team and you can only hang twenty on the board. I don't. See, that's the part that is maddening to me about Josh Allen. One week, Here's man. Here's the thing, though, Pat. When, you're, when, when you have a team that's been acclimated to the time change and everything else and been there for two weeks, and then you fly in four days before or three days I'm before. I'm sure that matters. And you're still trying to – oh, you're damn right it matters. I'm sure it matters. And then that happens. Okay. That, so, that has a lot to so do So you want to hear Josh Allen's stats? Sure. Yeah. This isn't about Josh Allen, guys. Right. I, I know. I know. 20 for 25. 347 yards, three total touchdowns, and a pick. And that was with two minutes left in the fourth. Wow. Holy fuck. So, so, so he had a good line. I mean, he did okay. well. I, I was watching the game, and I'm going to tell you something. The defense, the Bills' defense were penalized. They had penalties on third and long that they, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness. Or Ed Oliver had a – they had him backed up on the two – Jacksonville, Ed Oliver, who was one of my favorite defensive linemen, had sure. a hands to the face. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, the whole, it's the ultimate team game, right? I mean, it's the right. whole, right. that's football, right? That's the that, ultimate team game. Jim, do you put that on coaching or is that would you just file that under incidentals? Well, here's how I'm going to, here's how, and, and I think it does have something to do with it. I don't think it has everything to do with it. Listen, you're a professional football team. This game's been on the schedule for a long time. Sure. Jacksonville has been in London for two weeks. Okay, they're acclimated. They're practicing over there. The, so Bills, fly in, the Bills fly in this week. You know, of course, they're only flying. Eating bangers and mash. Is that what in. they do? Bangers they, and they've mash. had bangers and mash now for weeks. Oh, yeah. 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 And, I don't and know so, what people in London well, eat. I, mean, they're, I just they're know there's right a big there. clock there that people are really fond of. There, there might be, there might be some, some jet lag, or, or there may be some concentration loss, or whatever. But what I did see is the the Jags played relatively penalty penalty free football, and the the Bills just a kept shooting themselves in the foot, man. Which against you know two evenly two evenly matched teams, a lot of times that matters, man. It, it who plays Jack's it. going in were two and two. I mean, and the the Bills were a juggernaut offensively yeah. and defensively. 
right? I mean, I'm sorry. Look what they did to our Dolphins. I mean, come on, man. Oh, that was they, they are, they, that that game after they beat Miami. They're they're a Super Bowl. That, that was a, that was pure decimation, man. There was nothing. That nothing. was on every level. The good news is, is we didn't have too many losses other than the highly paid offensive linemen that we really need. But, but let's no, do current goals. Though. Let's and wrap that, this up. Everybody's got yeah, games. No, to absolutely. Watch. Oh no, your guys' game's coming on Steelers Ravens. It's so let's get coming on two minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the two Ravens. Okay, so we're gonna start with the Steelers for a curtain call, and then we're gonna go to the Ravens, and then I'll go to Patrick, and then I got mine. So let's go, Jimmy. You got a curtain call for us? Mine has nothing to do with the the Steelers because I couldn't be more disappointed in in just the way uh, they're going about things right now. But my curtain call goes out to a man that we've talked to over half this about half this show, and that's Clayton Kershaw. Um, you know, he came out and let me paraphrase what he said uh, this morning. And this morning he came out with a quote that said. To the effect of, uh, well, I would rather be here and pitch bad than not be here at all. Wow. Well done. So, so uh, there's the He's ultimate competitor. There's the ultimate competitor right there, the ultimate yeah. veteran, and the uh, the the future, for sure, for, for, uh, first first ballot Hall of Famer. So, Michael call goes to Clayton Kershaw for uh, manning up and, and saying it how yeah. it should be said. Yeah. No, nope. cheers to that. That was okay, awesome. Man. What about you, yeah, T? I'll cheers to that. Um, yeah, mine wasn't really mine wasn't about the game either. Um, mine was to uh Jason Kelsey. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a new documentary out about um it's mostly focused on him. Travis Kelsey's in it a lot, but um Jason Kelsey oh, just seems like it. a I haven't seen it. Sorry. Dude, Jason Kelsey just seems it. like a fucking cool dude. Like, he seems like somebody that would, like, just hang out with people like us. He cusses on, throughout the whole doc. He, like, they're interviewing him, you know, and he's just fuck this and fuck that. And well, um, he's the goddamn for- center in the NFL, the nastiest position maybe in the NFL. He's the center. I get that for sure. Yeah. And we, yeah. Maybe, maybe but he's a super normal up. guy. Like, he's, he's yeah. a super normal guy. It, it films like so his let's whole blow up life. His and... social media. Let's blow up his social media and every platform that he has and say, you need to come on Cocktails and Curveballs. I mean, that's pretty That obvious. would be crazy. That would be yeah. something. Yeah. That, would, that would be, that'd be, that'd be badass. That'd be beyond But badass. yeah, he's, well, and he has a huge podcast. Did you watch this documentary, T? Did you watch it? Uh, not all the, the way through it, but I, as I was watching it, even my, my wife's the one that put it on. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, we started watching it before the kids woke up this morning, and it was I'm not done with it because they woke they wake up like uh very early in the morning, really early. They wake so up did, uh... not far after I wake I wake up very early in the morning, and they are not far behind me. So I haven't seen it all. Did Did but, Jason uh, complain that why does my brother get Taylor Swift and? No, I no. This line? was all filmed. This was all filmed prior to. Last season. Got you, got you, got you. Get out oh, of my I fucking like that. I football. appreciate it. Get out of my fucking football. You can have Thank the rest you. of the goddamn world. Get out of my football. Absolutely. We didn't talk about it, but I agree, Jimmy. What about two pats? You got a curtain call? Yeah. I, uh, Jim will appreciate this. I want to give it up to Ohio State, man. They played a really tough Maryland team yesterday. Um, I believe Maryland is 5-0. and They were undefeated. 
They weren't ranked, but they got a good team. And uh, it was a good game, man. For like they through three quarters, uh, they were hanging. It was tied score. It was it was a close game, and Ohio State just you know um, put their head down and said, "Let's just finish this." And they ended up pulling it out and uh, did really well. It's good to see that you know there's a lot of upsets yesterday in college football. Ohio State. Wow. It's it was good to see that you know they just uh, get in a tight ball game and. They stayed true to themselves and was able to win that game, and they look good. So good for Ohio nice. State. No, I appreciate that. So, I, so guys, I actually have two. The first one is super fast, um, and it, it is one sentence. Dick Butkus, rest in oh, peace, yeah. brother. Um, that man did more for linebackers of our generation um, than most people know. So he passed away at 80, so that's my first – um, second one, this one actually intrigued the hell out of me. Brock Purdy, you know, Mr. Irrelevant with the Niners. Oh, yeah. He's just lighting it up. I mean, you got to say he's playing fantastic, right? His contract, he's getting paid $870,000, right? He was on some, like, I don't know if it was the Today Show, but it was a Today Show somewhere, probably in the Bay Area. And he was talking to him basically saying, hey, yeah, I have a roommate and we split bills and and I still drive my Toyota Sequoia to work every day. And the fact that this man, who is the quarterback, and I know Mr. Irrelevant, and those contracts are not good, but the fact that he is keeping roommates to split the bills and driving his Toyota Making Sequoia. that much money living in the Bay, dude, he's not thriving. He's no, not like no, going, going spending his cash on whatever he wants. Making that same he salary, can't. living – somewhere else in the United States, right? You'd be like, okay, yeah, he makes a lot of money. In the Bay Area, I'm making that much trip. money. I'm going to have yeah, he has, Bay Area No shit, so he has expensive. roommates. Yeah, right. he has yes. roommates. So, and and I can't pronounce the guy's last name. It's Nick. He's an offensive lineman with the Niners. This is his roommate. And I'm going to tell you right now, he, through this interview, if you ever read the transcript, is very cognizant of financial issues. And – if he stays healthy and keeps doing what he's doing, he'll get paid. Um, and I hope he Look, does. Yeah, he man, will. Because I, I, I root for him. And so that's my curtain call. Two of them, Dick Butkus, rest in peace, brother. And then to Brock Purdy for doing what he's doing. Coolest Good. name ever. I'll All cheers right. to the coolest yeah. name ever in the whole world, Dick Butkus. Cheers. <laughs> hey, one thing, guys. Did we One thing real quick before we sign up. Make sure you guys, you can find us all over. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at cocktailsandcurveballs at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube. And if you really don't enjoy seeing us, then hit us on Spotify, man. When you're cruising around, you want to hear something fun and, and, and just something that's not scripted like ESPN and everybody else, come, come find us, okay? So, Absolutely. gentlemen, back on to NFL Sunday. So let's get going. And cheers, boys. Cheers. cheers.